And good evening, Facebook friends. Another great day in uh, Jacksonville. This is Bravell again, coming to you from Jacksonville. And I chose a topic today, why are you lying to me? And what can I do about it? And on this subject, uh, what I was thinking of uh, my many years in the corporate world, picture yourself going to a meeting and uh, and you're there and you're observing and you're listening to what is being said at the, at the, on the presentation. And then all of a sudden you find out that you start thinking through the information that uh, people have given and you start thinking about maybe what they're talking about. Uh, you start to put two and two together and, and something just doesn't quite feel right about about what they're presenting. And I think this comes into play. I know when that happens to me, and you know, I'm familiar with the topic, and that's why I'm part of the meeting. And in my mind, it's saying exactly what I said up there. Why are they lying to me? You know the numbers, you know how things really are, but yet you see what's going on on the stage. But it appears only you, maybe a couple other people, uh, react inwardly, but we don't really show that reaction outwardly. So sometimes what we find is, um, sometimes what I find is what you have to do um, is um, think about, hmm. well, let me, let me, let me, um, get straight with the um, with the scenario so what happens is uh, you, you're not quite sure uh, a lot of times I'm going to talk about the uh, the corporate world versus the the military world and how it's handled a lot of times I find that the, the leadership um, within the military kind of handle these things different than I find in the civilian world a lot of times in the corporate world um, even though these things, come out and they're not really um, true, they're not really uh, accept, they are, they're accepted and not challenged. And I think a, a lot of it has to do with, I believe, positional leadership and not necessarily leadership itself. Now, leadership itself, we all have the ability to reason and we all have what we call mental faculties. One of them is intuition, another one is reasoning. And then you got imagination, uh, memory, and a few others. But what, what I'm trying to say here is, you're in that meeting and they're, they're talking and they're running through numbers and you start thinking about it and it doesn't make sense. And your intu intuition is telling you something different. So, and, and what you can do in those situations, uh, a lot of times is possibly bring up a question uh, what's actually being done now i've seen this like i mentioned and I'm, i'll talk about the the military situation when this occurs in a military situation and, and it feel that the uh say junior officer because they're learning junior officer is up there and they're presenting and um, the admiral or the captain who's in charge always have an idea because they've been through this information they've been through these these ranks and they'll start to ask the hard questions about the numbers if they're not quite where they need to be or exactly the way they are. And quickly, um, that person either 
begins to turn red or they defend uh, the information that they have uh, and the uh, the resources in which which it came from. I found it a little different on the on the civilian side um, that a lot of times that information is not um, that information is, is just accepted and everyone moves on. And I think part of it is not having that what I call uh, entrepreneurial thought process versus a um, corporate or administrative thought process. And, and this is what I mean. An entrepreneurial thought process is more of ownership. You know, this is my baby. If it goes, then I'm good to go. If it doesn't, then, you know, it, it, then it affects me and it affects everyone in this office. So it's important that I pay attention and really think into what's going on. In a corporate environment, it becomes more procedural and um, just a standard process that you go through. But but there's not really a thought process or a mind that actually is um, thinking through, does this really sound right or is this really true. And I think when that happens and that process continues over long periods of time, that's where you end up with situations like uh, the kind of uh, uh, catastrophic things that happen like Enron. It didn't happen overnight. I'm sure there were many signs during the process that occurred. And I know that there are a lot of people along the way who had those intuitions that maybe something is wrong. But they they yielded and did not uh, speak up. Now I will admit, sometimes when you do, um, you have to be that uh, that strong voice in those things. But what you'll find is that also uh, you may get squeezed out and sold out sometimes in those positions. But I think it's important that you that you that you voice your opinion because a lot of times your intuition is actually right. And you're going to find that it's going to break down a lot of positional leadership. Um, and now to look at that also from a, a leadership standpoint, let's think about the leader who's in there being presented to. I think it's really a, uh, detrimental if they're not really thinking in the process also. Because think about it. A lot of times, as a leader, you have to fight to find out the reality of what's going on because – you're going to find as a leader that the those that are directly uh, below you are going to try and filter a lot of that information. So I think as a leader, you have to always be cautious of that front line, not filtering information so that you're not getting the true picture. One of the great things about the military, again, that I, I found uh, on that end is that uh, the admiral or captain would have like a captain or admiral's call where they are, they go down to that ground level and they actually hear what's going on uh, just to make sure that what's being said at the top is flowing, uh, is, is clear and, and clean information coming to the top. And from time to time, they do find some good ideas out because those who are in the trenches know a lot more about the systems and processes going on than we do, let's face it. Uh, in upper management sometimes. So it's important that we don't lose the pulse of what's going on below. Um, uh, the other thing um, uh, John Maxwell talks about uh, that you can do, he said, walk, walk slowly through the crowd. 
and you know, go down there and talk to the troops and walk through and let them know that you care because that's important. And that, that, that's where you can really find out what's going on. And it really is a fight in management where you have to fight to, to make sure that, um, that your point, that you're not just getting, you know, what's on the surface that you get under that surface, because there's, what happens is you're not getting a true picture. And then when things really start to, to go backward or you start to notice a dip in the numbers, uh, you feel like you're totally blindsided. So it's important that you really fight to get to get get through that uh, that uh, connect that that layer of uh, challenge. Um, one of the other things uh, you can do, like I mentioned, is um, uh, you have to create the culture in which you don't want a bunch of yes people around you. You want people that that going to fight the car, the, see the other side, that pessimistic view has some value to it. So it allows you to, to see under those rocks and those, those challenges or those um, unforeseen things that may happen. They give you a chance to prepare. Sometimes you may have to take a uh, step back and take those into consideration. Other times, uh, at least you've been made aware of them so that you're not blindsided by something that you didn't even think of. So let's face it, we're human. We can't think of everything. And that's why we have these meetings, but we've got to have people who are going to stand up and tell us what we don't necessarily want to hear, but what we need to hear. So that's critical. Um, one of the things I'll be doing um, right now, right now, but uh, in March is one of the classes uh, John Maxwell uh, does a uh, has a book on everyone communicates few connect and we really talk about uh, there's five basic principles uh, that you need to learn and understand about um, connecting with people and then there are five practical ways to actually implement and institute that so that you can ensure that you're actually connecting with people and um, and getting getting what you need to do, uh, getting the the uh, what do I want to say the glue or the uh, cohesiveness of your team because once you get that team really going strong and and glued together, you create that synergy which allows the company to accelerate to um, what they say in their book uh, the level five type leadership, which I'll probably talk about another time. So that was my lesson on. Um, so um, why are you lying to me? You know, those, those things that come to your mind when you see numbers on the screen. As a matter of fact, as an example, not too long ago, I was at a presentation and then I had a conversation with a colleague after that meeting. And as you listen to this, this guy tell his story and then you start to play it back in your mind, you know, things didn't quite add up. It's kind of like a story, like say, I'm giving a presentation and I say I have 20 employees we were, we're operating and supporting a team within 48 states and we get 20,000 calls a day. Now I say we can answer every call within five seconds. And you're thinking you're doing the math. You're like, well, that's that's like 100 calls per hour, uh, which means you only have 1.6 minutes per per call, if that, uh, for, each, for each time that you're talking to someone. And those numbers don't quite work out. So they lose credibility there, but in a, in a corporate setting versus a sales setting, you would really question those things. 
because you want to get to the heart of things. Let's face it. If the business goes down, it's not only you that's affected. You've got many lives that are out there that um, will be affected if the company does not perform like it's supposed to be. And it's a lot of lives. It's a, a large responsibility. And I think a lot of times when you get people, like I mentioned, in this positional leadership type role, I don't think they understand the uh, the breadth of the repercussions of not doing the due diligence of teaching people uh, when they need to. So that's my lesson um, today. There is one other thing. I've got a book coming out um, that I'm going to give give as a, a free gift to those those on on the web. And um, the way this book came about um, many years ago, I, I started writing down positive acclamations and things that I found, I would write them in a little notebook. But that original notebook I had kind of, after a while, after being uh, carried around, kind of tore up and fell into pieces. But then as I began working um, where I am now, um, just like I did when I was in in Iraq, uh, when I went to Iraq for a year, I started writing positive affirmations on the wall. And one day I missed and then a couple of people came by my desk saying, hey, we were looking for, you know, the positive thought of the day and we haven't seen it. So what I did, I have three children, they're grown uh, and doing very well. I've been blessed. Um, three beautiful children and they're all out of the house and they're all on their own and performing well within society. My son being the uh, top uh, uh, salesman and insurance agency. My daughter, um, being a great nurse, starting her own kind of uh, geriatric business and doing well with that. And then I've got my son that works in uh, IT world uh, for public. So, um, so I'm proud of them. But I wanted to do something uh, and instill in them uh, to continue to instill in them some positive affirmations that will help them give them that foundation they need so they don't have to make some of the mistakes I made. So I, I started an email that I try to do every day, but so you know how things are with work. Sometimes you don't quite get there, but I at least make sure I get two or three notes out to them or emails out to them on a weekly basis. And I've done that for over a year. So I've got a year of those uh, different things like uh, Jim Rohn's five pieces of the life puzzle, you know, philosophy, we're affected by what we know. Um, we're affected by how we feel. We're affected by um, and results is the name of the game. All those things are in there. Uh, and some other ones uh, from John Maxwell and uh, some other people that you may or may not have heard of. But they're great things that you could probably share with not only uh, your family, but also with your work staff. And I think you'll really enjoy that. Uh, once I get it done, it's almost there. Uh, but yeah, I'll be putting it out here as a as a free reference for others because, like I said, my main objective here is to add value to others, and that's what I intend to do. Uh, it's a pleasure talking to you, and I will see you tomorrow. I'm not quite sure my topic yet, but I'm sure that uh, I'll be putting it out shortly. What it's going to be on. Thank you, and have a good night.